the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I listened to a lot of songs before I decided on on what, and that was just a fit. You did, I remember. You remember that? You were a youngster. I was. 2014. It's been a few years ago. Uh, Welcome to uh, Woods and Water South Carolina. My name is Roger Metz. I'm Taylor Metz. And uh, we'll be with you for the next hour or so. Hope you enjoy it. Going to have a good show. We're going to talk to John Kulclasier from the uh, Congressional Sports Foundation about the hashtag recreate responsible campaign and we're going to get an update on what Taylor what, what what's going on there going he's going to get us update on the great american outdoors act okay and then we're going to catch up with Tom Mulligan yep super excited another, about the update another week on the uh, Palmetto Trail with South Carolina 7 so we'll be joined by him too and then uh, you know you and I'll fill in the rest where were you last week <laughs> sorry <laughs> I was a little busy. You're a little busy, huh? A little busy. Took a day off, huh? I'm a 16-year-old <laughs> girl at that. Yes, yes. We all know about the social thing. Not that not that this isn't super important to me, but... Yes. Finish that thought. I'm just saying, but... Oh. But I, about I, what? I have a social life. About what? Yeah. See, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> But I really do enjoy this doing with you. I enjoy doing it with you. It's fun. So anyway, um, some news. And we're, and we're not doing a calendar, folks. Things get canceled before they before they start. So, in fact, I looked on the South Carolina State Parks website today, and they have canceled pretty much everything through the in, end of September. Wow. Or, or beginning of September or something like that. So... This this segment is now brought to you for the foreseeable future until we have a counter events by Visit Anderson. Green Pollinating Events. Yes. And uh, it's just kind of the news segment for for the short term. Um, <laughs> it, it, that's what we're going to do. We're gonna, and there's too, there's too much news. There's, there's so much through. news. You can't get through it. So quickly, news. Major League Fishing had their final event of the season this past weekend. Is sad, it, yeah. sad, sad season. Yeah, short season, five <laughs> events. Um, final standings for the event, none of the guys I see. I guess Marty Robinson finished in 38th place. He got to fish three days. But uh, Britt Myers, 41st, Casey Ashley, 42nd, Andy Montgomery, 49th, Andy Ga- Anthony Gagliardi, 54th. Um, that's how they round it out. And then uh, Justin, Lu- uh, not Justin, yeah, it's Justin Lucas. Yeah, I had that right. Um, <laughs> he he set a whole bunch of records with single day weights and all sorts of stuff. And Taylor, you got the, uh, the final overall. standings, which which yep. determine 
who's going to Grand Lake in Tulsa, Oklahoma next year for the 2021 Red Crest. Mm-hmm. So we're to our South Carolina. We've got five guys fishing MLF. Where do they all finish we up? We do. Andy Montgomery finished up 23rd. Britt Myers is 26th. Anthony Gagliardi, 27th. Casey Ashley, 57th. And then Marty Robinson, 72nd. So Andy, Britt, and Anthony will be going to mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Super duper proud of In February. They, could worked, be, they have worked their butts off. Yeah, they could be really cold in February in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It could be, but never know how the fishing will go. I, I've started looking around for places to stay, so <laughs> talk to Andy. Andy, I think we're going to stay on the lake for most of the week. The expo will be in downtown Tulsa, and it will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Here's a twist for you. You know, when you, at the Bassmaster Classic, the fishing goes all the way through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you have the expo goes all the way through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, the Red Crest is going to end up on Saturday, is championship day. Sunday, the expo will still be open, and all the guys will be in the expo on Sunday. That'll be cool. Which is different. We like that. That's different than what uh, a lot of other places. So that's, uh, yeah. So the NML uh, Bass is, of course, last week told you they canceled the Cayuga Lake stop, but they are headed, probably leave sometime late this week to head up because they've got a stop on the St. Lawrence River. And then they go over to, what, Lake Champlain or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Bass is headed for a two-week northern swing uh, down from three weeks before. What do you have over there? Oh, let me get through this right quick. Kay. Then you can have the rest of the time if we got Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> coming soon to a mailbox near you. Oh, boy. Your deer tags for the 21 or the 20 deer season. Uh, for the first time, lifetime senior gratis and Catawba license holder that requested deer tags last year will automatically receive a free base set of tags this year and into the future. Uh, these license type holders who do not re- do not request tags in 2019 must request them this year. Youth and disability license holders must still request their free base set of tags each year. That means you, oh, no, you have to take uh-huh. hunter education uh-huh. and get a real license this year. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. No more freebies for you. Guess who's paying for your license? You. You are. <laughs> you are. You need to learn the value of a dollar and that even the fun things cost. In fact, the fun things cost a lot more than regular I stuff. I was about to say. Uh, so uh, so it, it, if your license is valid on still valid on August 15th, you'll automatically receive the base set. If you have an active or three-year hunting license, big game permit, combination sports license, and if it's active August 15th, and, and don't forget to renew your license. That's the other thing. With the 365-day license now, you got to remember when yours, when you bought yours last year to renew it for this this year, which is kind of funny when it's in the middle of the year. Um, the DNR asks you to wait until at least August the 3rd before inquiring about your tag status. So, again, this year you'll have three buck tags and two doe tags come together. And uh, you can uh, get some additional doe tags. So, coming soon to your mailbox. And we're starting to get ready. We've been getting ready all year long. Corn's up about knee-high, maybe. The beans are really looking good. There's been been some action over there, for sure. Yeah, been a few deer around. Um, Yeah, getting excited. Mineral licks have been out for a long time. We're going to freshen those up here in the next week or two. And, uh, yeah, getting excited. September 15th can't get here soon enough that, for me. That dirt trail by my stand that they made now. <laughs> oh, boy. Worn down to the, worn all the way through the leaves into the dirt. So Here we go, folks. This is she's my ex- year. She's excited. This is her year. All right. <laughs> You've got some news from Department of Natural Resources. I do. you got about 
Ooh, she got about two minutes, so you better get going. Well, it's sea turtle hatching season. That's right. They nested back in the spring, and now it's time to hatch the little ones. Oh, they're just so cute. Oh, my word. I get soft over turtles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, That's not all you get soft about. They are fun to watch, but you can also help them by, if you have a house on the beach or if you're visiting the beach, try not to use light. If you have a beach house, turn your lights off. Close your um, blinds down. Don't use beach-facing lights because that will make it hard for them, and it'll be because they're looking for the water. Yeah. Yeah. You want them. You just want. You just want to respect nature. That's the best of big. There you go. That's a good way to put it. So is that all the news? Turn the lights off. Turn the lights off. Don't play with them. If you see them, (laughs) don't don't go out there and start playing with them. If they see some hatching, you know, kind of sit back and watch. Take your pictures, but don't uh, don't take. Don't them use your pet. flash. Yeah, to take right. pictures. Yeah. So, and there's other news uh, that we're not going to get to. Maybe we'll get to it in the final segment, mm-hmm. depending on how long Tom takes. We've also got some iCast news. We got to present in the last segment. Yeah, we can get the iCast stuff too, which is always fun. Although we're not there this year, which is that's really sad. sad. I see everybody posting up memories from <laughs> two years ago and. Last year, I'm like, oh my word. And what's one of the favorite memories of the good mutts that we hang out with? Sitting around talking about Taylor's latest boyfriend. Dad? Oh, yeah. You really you really had to. Just say that was, I had that was, to. That was all Neil's fault. <laughs> no, it it's wasn't either. It was all Neil's fault. <laughs> no, it's not. It's but Neil. But anyway, yes, we, we, we really, I, I miss being like this. It's, it's amazing how... How you do that once a year? Of course, some of those people you only see you only mm-hmm. want to see one of them once one, a year. And, well, <laughs> you missed that. I, right. I thought you were going to say something actually sweet. <laughs> no, not me. Okay, let's go to break, <laughs> and we'll be back with more Woods and Water South Con on the other side. Y'all, hang in there. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Taylor, he doesn't know what's coming, does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't know. <laughs> here, here we go. All right, you ready, John? Uh, we, yes, we, we yes ha- sir. We have John. I'll introduce you further in just a second. But from your perspective, is that Hootie and the Blowfish or is that Darius Rucker? I was wondering. I, 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 <laughs> might put me in trouble. I know he's a big South Carolina guy, so I don't want to say one way or the other. <laughs> oh. in trouble with your listeners. Then. Oh no, no. <laughs> this is this is something we do with everybody. So so is that to you? Is that Darius Rucker? Is that Hootie and Blowfish? That it's always been Hootie from day one. There you go. Whoa, right. another win for me. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we like to have fun. But uh, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. We are talking with John Coclezier. He is uh, the South, I guess, our area's representative from the uh, uh, Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. I had trouble getting that yeah, out. Yeah, you just having a tough uh, time today. John, welcome to Woods and Water. Thanks for taking some time, and, and uh, thanks for sharing what we're fixing to talk about. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all, uh, y'all having me on, and thanks, thanks for all you do to keep uh, – yeah, talk about hunting and fishing in the in South Carolina and the Southeast. Absolutely, you know, uh, Beef Edrick and I got to be good friends over the over the years that I was doing the radio show and he was our representative, and I always enjoyed talking to him. I always enjoyed seeing him at various events, and I, I look forward to doing the same with you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, uh, we 
Uh, v was a great colleague, and I know he spoke very highly of you, so uh, we, we appreciate the partnership very much. Absolutely. We, we, let's see. I guess B and I, we shot clays together. We ate good barbecue in Texas a couple times together. So, yeah, yeah, we, it, it was some good times. I, I, I'll be happy to carry on the tradition with you because that was some good times. <laughs> um, but take just a moment, introduce yourself, talk about uh, – it's been a, a couple of years since B was on, so – Talk about the Congressional Sportsman Foundation for a second, and then we got some some stuff we want to get into with you. Sure, yeah. So, uh, like uh, John Colclater is my name. I grew up in uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina, right? You know, not yeah. too far. Right up Highway Twenty Five. Yes, sir. That's right. And uh, my family is actually from uh, Calhoun County, a little ah. bit south of uh, Columbia. So, uh, and I just got back from the episode last week. So, love South Carolina. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, the Congressional Sportsman Foundation. Yes, sir. Yeah, so CSF is a Washington, D.C.-based 501c3 nonprofit, uh, but we uh, work on federal as well as state policy. So there are about uh, 10 of us that work as, work on uh, legislation and regulations uh, all across the country that are going to impact hunters and anglers, uh, whether it's you know, something to imp- uh, hunting or fishing or public access or conservation or uh, shooting range issues or you know, it's just a, it's a wide range you know, of, of topics that we, we're involved with. And, but if it's going to impact somebody's ability to get outdoors and have a good time, we're, we're paying attention to it and working on it. And we do that by, um, one of our big programs is, uh, working, uh, through the establishment or working with, uh, these, uh, state legislative sportsmen's caucuses. So okay. South Carolina, you're probably familiar with the South Carolina legislative yes. sportsmen's caucus. It's, uh, you know, a bipartisan, uh, entity in the, in the state house there in Columbia. And uh, they work on behalf of, you know, the, the sportsmen and women in South Carolina to make sure that, you know, bad bills are, aren't getting through. And then they're also working on uh, bills that are going to, uh, you know, uh, benefit the uh, state's hunters and anglers. So uh, right now, you know, uh, Representative Brian White uh, from uh, Anderson area, he's one of the caucus leaders. Right. And, um, Representative Roger Kirby, Senator uh, McAveen and Senator Goldfinch, those mm-hmm. are the four uh, caucus leaders currently. They rotate uh, in and out and. Some, there's been various other leaders over the years, but um, and the, the caucus, South Carolina Sportsman's Caucus is uh, is, the, is one of the strongest ones uh, you know across the nation and uh, very engaged with the strong sport and heritage there in South Carolina. So it's a great partnership, and we appreciate all the, all they do and um, all your listeners. You know, if they're not familiar with the South Carolina Sportsman's Caucus, um, and they do they do great stuff, and they do it in partnership with the DNR, and they also work closely with we do as well with a lot of the other. You know, hunting efficient NGOs like uh, Turkey Federation, sure. right down Edgefield, yeah. you know, and others. So yep. that's kind of a, that's kind of a quick rundown on it. Well, kind of piggybacking off of that, we had a big step about a month ago um, when the Senate passed the historic Great American Outdoor Act. Give us an update on where that is right now. Yes, yeah, so uh, that's a that would be a huge, huge conservation initiative, uh, probably the largest and in our in our lifetime, if it uh, you know gets across the finish line, as you've seen, um, the the president has expressed his support for it. So if it makes its way to his desk. Hopefully, it would be you know uh, signed into law. So the Senate did pass it uh, last month on a very strong bipartisan vote, actually 73 to 25. Right. Uh, the House version was uh, actually sponsored by. Uh, Representative Joe Cunningham down there in uh, I guess he represents the Low Country. Uh, yes. Area. Um, but yeah, so CSS has been working on it with, uh, you know, a lot of our, uh, big, uh, hunting and fishing conservation partners and it's strongly supported by 
you know, all, all the folks in the hook and bullet community. Um, and CSF has been working on it, you know, with, with the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus, and they've really taken a strong leadership role to ensure that provisions have been included that are going to benefit sportsmen. So okay. that's why we care about it. So sure. the, big, the big things for your listeners are, you know, as COVID's impacting everybody's ability <laughs> to do things, everybody's trying to get outside more and hunt. Absolutely. Fishing. Access is crucial to public lands. We need them right now, and jobs are really critical. So Bill's going to kind of hit those two things. And on your federal lands, there's about a $20 billion maintenance backlog. So that's roads and trails and bridges and people's ability to access those public lands. So if you're thinking about the Sumter National Forest or yep. if people drive up to, you know, the, my, my home neck of the woods there and get in Pisgah National Forest, mm-hmm. uh, this is going to, this bill would benefit those, uh, U.S. Forest Service lands. So the Great American Outdoors Act would provide $9.5 billion for those maintenance backlog over a, a five-year period. So, cool. and the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus was, you know, instrumental in securing about $3 billion, $3 billion for those maintenance backlogs on the federal lands that can be hunted and fished on. So, um, you know, U.S. Forest Service lands, Bureau of Land Management, and uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service refuges. Cool. So, yeah, that um there's a little more to it than that, but that's that's kind of sure. uh, quick and dirty on yeah. it. Well, you mentioned while we were talking earlier, uh, anything going on here in South Carolina that we need to be aware of? Yeah, the, uh, obviously a different legislative session this year with COVID. Things got paused um, and various different things moving. But, you know, one thing that uh, has passed uh, one chamber, and uh, there may be some potential to take it up later this year or it might okay. just be a renew initiative during the next session next year. But, would love for uh, to get some support behind it um, at the right time. Would be a it's an apprentice hunting license bill. Wow. Uh, Representative Bobby Cox is actually from the Greer area. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's a member of the South Carolina Legislative Sportsman's Caucus. He was the primary sponsor on it. Um, you know, apprentice licenses allow you know your new hunters or novice hunters to you know kind of the try before you buy sure. the concept. You go out there and hunt with the mentor with a licensed hunter and say, Hey, you know, here's a truck. You have to take your hunter safety. And then you, then you can kind of get somebody uh, roped in and interested. And then, and then they go forward and do their hunter safety later and that sort of thing. So right now, South Carolina has a one year limitation on that. And this okay. would uh, remove that limitation to allow people to do a couple more years or actually it's unlimited right now, but there may be some conversations about that, what that okay. may look like. But yeah, that's a, uh, uh, you know, uh house bill 3,800 and, uh, when the time is right, we would we're very supportive of that, and so are a number of other of our conservation partners. Well, when when that time comes around, you be sure to give me a call. Okay, I will. Yes, we'll, sir. Have we'll air it out a little more. Okay. Um, well, you got it. Y'all have a, uh, a a hashtag responsible recreation uh, push going on with COVID and and all that for the outdoors. You got about um, about four minutes or so. The time is yours. Okay. Talk about talk about this initiative. Okay. Yeah. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. So, you know, during, you know, COVID, I don't know, you know, if you saw, you've seen across the country, there have been various closures that were instituted, um, to kind of keep people from spreading COVID. And some of those closures inadvertently or just are the negative, had a negative impacts on access to the outdoors for people to the hunt and fish. I think South Carolina closed boat ramps yes. at first and closed some public fishing lakes yep. at first. So um, that's one example there, right at home. And other states, you know, they're closing different seasons or limiting non-resident tags. And there's just a bunch of different examples from across the country. So 
uh, Congressional Sportsman's Foundation, along with uh, National Wild Turkey Federation, Ducks Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, Trout Unlimited, Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, and the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies came together to kind of have this campaign called Hashtag Responsible Recreation. Essentially, it's just saying, hey, um, encouraging, you know, your hunters and anglers to, if they're going to get outside, to do it in a responsible way while you're adhering to the COVID-19, you know, safety practices, because we don't want to jeopardize any of these other closures, particularly as we've got hunting hunting seasons right around sure. the corner. Yeah. Y'all are about 30 days away from the deer, <laughs> right? Uh, not me. I'm more like 60, but if those want to go sweat in August, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> So, we, so I mean, it's just a kind of an awareness campaign, uh, encouraging you know people to to do things responsibly. Uh, you know, we're not it's not nothing's mandatory and sure. stuff like that, but just you know try the basic stuff like try to hear those the, the practices for COVID, federal and state guidelines. You know, recreate close to home, um, and also just do some small things like if you go to a trailhead or if you're, when you're fishing in the trash canisters you know overflowing with trash you know be a good be a good sportsman and you know pack out your trash sure the impacts on public lands they've been you know heavily impacted and heavily used right now which is great but you don't want to see that have uh, be built impact the ability of people to fish like right. we saw in Pittsburgh national forest they shut down uh 276 right there on the davidson river and a number of other trailheads so yep. it was hard for people to get on the rivers and streams because of that so yep. and then and there's a there's a website, uh, uh, responsible.recreation.org, if anybody wants to check it out. And, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of the. And you can read it and you can take the pledge. And, yes, that's right. That's and, right. And one of the best ones out there is share your adventures in a respectful way on social media outlets. You know, that's, um, that's the way you pull other people in. That interest you is put it out there that you like to hunt, you like to fish, you like to get out in the outdoors and all that. That brings other people into the fold. That's right. Yep, we got to do it. We got to uh, protect our community and you know uh, put a good foot forward for for all the people that you know don't hunt and fish, so they they appreciate and understand what we do. Absolutely. Well, uh, we timed that out about right. We got about thirty seconds. Anything you want to say in closing, John? No. Well, uh, you know, appreciate appreciate you having me on. Yeah. And uh, if any of your uh, listeners want to learn more about our organization, our organization, go to our website, congressionalsportsman.org. We have a, a you know a weekly newsletter that has policy updates. We have a Instagram account. We have a Twitter account. Um, so check us out. And uh, if you have any questions about issues impacting uh, your ability to hunt fish, please reach out to us. Great. And I uh, hope I'll see you down at the Palmetto Shooting Complex soon. We'll bust some clays together and eat some food. But thank you, John. Yeah. Take care, and uh, and we'll get you back on as as things heat up here in South Carolina. And as you have things, don't hesitate to call me. All right. Thank y'all so much. Yes, thank sir. You. Thank you. All right. right. Yes, sir. All right, people. Hang on. Back with more Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. And welcome back to Woods and Water South Carolina. What are you doing? What are you writing? Wrong day. I know it's the wrong day. I know what day I am. All right. right. Goodness gracious, live. (laughs) Just trying to be a good (laughs) co-host. What I get. Aggravate me. (laughs) It is is time for our South Carolina 7 Palmetto Trail update with Tom Mulliken, the 
I'm, I still haven't come up with a good name for you, Tom. I got before this is over, I'm gonna have one though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the gray ghost, the iron is something in there. I, I, I'll find it. I'll find it before this is over with. <laughs> but uh, man, you are you are halfway through. Yes, sir. It feels great. Halfway we got a through. great team, and everybody's strong and and staying very positive. We got about 240 miles of trail behind us, and uh, it's warm, but it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I got the warm impression from a, a little chat I had yesterday with Geddes, because uh, <laughs> he and you, you had a couple of a couple of guests that I a couple of my friends were with you yesterday. Oh, it was great to have Dennis and Davey Height. Yeah. He's one of our national celebrities. We love Davey and, and Dennis and, and Davey and I. We spent most of the five miles that we did on Forest Jackson, or excuse me, Fort Jackson, yep. together chatting, and we had a 105 heat index. So we oh, my were word. able to enjoy some of our South Carolina heat. It was a great <laughs> hike, with, with, hike with David. Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, you you've – you have uh, transitioned now from the upstate, even even like the the rolling hills, on down into the midlands of South Carolina, the Fort Jackson. Um, as you left the upstate and all that, anything that really stuck out to you? I mean, other than it's a little cooler up here. Well, I, I was reminded just how beautiful our mountains are. Yeah. You know, I've we've talked about it. I've been on mountains on every continent and i've got to tell you I'd, while there's some taller than ours but there's absolutely none more beautiful than ours and it was uh, it was great we had two two bears we had bears on the trail twice cool and, and we had a lot of other critters and just beautiful we had the state park system has been incredible um Dwayne paris and his team were just wonderful hosts for us in a couple of state parks and and the trails there, I, I, I don't, I don't know how I could be any happier with where we are. I mean, I'm loving it. I hear you. I turned 60 yesterday, man. I feel like I'm 12 again. Happy, happy birthday. Well, I tell you, it's it's 60 in that heat and walking like you're doing. I, jeez, I don't ever want to make you mad. <laughs> You'd walk all over me. <laughs> I'm just blessed to have an opportunity, really. Absolutely. Wonderful friends. I, you know, we had a lieutenant governor out. Yep. Three days hiking. She hiked to the top of Sassafras Mountain with us, which, you know, you can see four states from up there. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful locations. So I, I just don't know that you can say enough, um, accolades for our mountains. And it, I, I myself have been found guilty of traveling long distances to sure. see waterfalls, but we, we have the most beautiful waterfalls in the world, right in Oconee County and Pickens County. That's exactly right. right. And there's actually a book out there. I'm going to have to. There's a book, and I'm trying to think, um, Waterfall Hikes of South Carolina. And, and the, the author's been on the show a couple times. It, it escapes me, but it's a great book. It is an absolutely great book. It yeah, should be. need to get you a copy read. of it. That's exactly right. Uh, well, okay, so you've done um, done some more fireside chats uh, since we last talked. The PTSD one, I, I caught just a little bit of it last night, and the, and the, the speaker had on a floppy hat. Kind of a younger guy, and said uh, was talking about just the the benefits of that outdoor release and all. Yeah, we had an incredible um, fireside chat right there on Fort Jackson. We had um, a handful of 
active duty special operators who are friends of mine came down and joined us for that hike and that conversation. We've been at war now for 19 years, and PTSD is a very real thing. We have about 420,000 veterans in South Carolina, and we we need to address this. Uh, I, I fear that some of my fellow veterans may view um, that sort of depression as a weakness. It's not a weakness. It's an illness, Yeah, and we need to treat it that way. And I, I can tell you, as, as I said yesterday, I'm not a physician. I'm not a clinician, but I've taken veterans with PTSD into the wilderness. I think I told you the last time we were together that I took two 100% disabled Green Beret up Mount McKinley in Alaska, and I just watched them shed layers of of stress. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it in our outdoors. We've got the most beautiful environment in the world, and we we all need to grab one by the hand and and hear their their story, his or her story, and and work together as one family here in South Carolina. The military is. It's very important to us. Absolutely. And they, need, and they need to know all they have to do is reach out, you know? That's exactly right. And, these, you know, the folks that deal with these, uh, their nonprofits, um, I think one was a bit of an unusual name, but incredibly important uh, initiative is When Life Sucks. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. You know, those well. guys are incredible. Yep. Yeah, Patrick. Is That's incredible. it. Yep. He, he does a remarkable job. These guys are make themselves available. We do through our little nonprofit Global Echo Adventure programs with veterans all the time, teaching them to dive and climb and, and hike. And uh, I, all I would say, and I hope that those that are listening, is reach out. Yeah. You know, reach out to them. We need them to know we love them and we appreciate what they've done for us. Taylor, he's going to be on the trail here. Anything in there that, that hits you as – is interesting. I mean, all of it. I'm just. <laughs> She's over here scrolling I'm, back and forth day to day going, what I'm about like, this one? What about yeah, that one? Like, oh, that would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh, look at this one. Like, I feel like it, to me, if I was on this hike, it would kind of be overwhelming. But to get to see what y'all are seeing, you know, through this process is just incredible. And ended up from, I mean, like I said, from the mountains down to the Blackwater dives and everything like that, to me, is a dream come true. I would love to do that one day. Too bad your foot's giving you a fit. Yeah, well, too bad about that. <laughs> that gum foot. You, you could be on the second. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you this, Tom. When when you get to some of these passages that are 30 miles and 26 miles and 16 miles, are you doing those in a day, or are you breaking some of those up over a period, or just doing partials? We're breaking them up. The okay. longer passages, we we spent three days on the NRE passage, okay, which was absolutely beautiful. Um, some of the areas are are still being developed, but that, as we've discussed, the Palmetto Trail is just an absolute state treasure. And what Mary and her team and and all the volunteers that are out there have done is that they have made outdoor recreation a possibility for every family in South Carolina. And I want to stop you right there because I was looking at some pictures that y'all posted, the South Carolina 7 Facebook page and all. I see some baby strollers in the background here. Do you, are you picking up people along the way here that are doing some hikes with you? We, we do. We have different people um, that have joined us for, for virtually every segment. We've tried to limit it because we obviously being very careful with COVID. Sure. And we're hiking at social distance. People have their buffs. But we – we had a we had a we had a little stroller wagon today in Congaree National Park. 
And um, we're starting them off early. And I think that, you know, we have seen as we've taken our adventure club through our nonprofit with the, with adolescents out into the woods. Right. We've seen life change. And and it's very palpable. I, it, it's right in front of you. And we have an opportunity to be a healthier, happier society if we'll just go back to the woods and enjoy yep. this recreation. Absolutely. So, yeah, we've we got great people joining us, families uh, for every single segment. Next year, my goal, and I'm laying down the gauntlet right Uh-oh. now, we want a 1,000 people on this trail <laughs> with us next year. I, I, I bet you will have no problem getting it either. <laughs> I hope not. I bet you not. Got, got about a minute and a half left. Looking forward to the next six or seven days through when we catch up next Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, anything jumps out at you is that you're especially looking forward to? Well, I got to say, the Congaree National Park today it was just incredible. Fifteen of the tallest known species in that park. If you haven't been there, you really should. It's basically in Columbia, ten minutes outside of town. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the watery passage. Okay. You know, I, we have our our home on the Watery River, and we're looking forward to being sort of downstream from Camden. Okay. And working our way down to these to our Blackwater uh, kayaking in the Edisto, and looking forward to, to diving with those alligators in the Cooper River. <laughs> hey, you be real careful with that now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you call real sport fishing. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's, who's fishing for who is the problem there? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's uh, alligators right now are actually on their nests, aren't they? Yeah, it is alligator egg season. That's it. Um, so it's a It'll be a wonderful time. Lake Marion Passage will be great. Just uh, looking forward to moving into the low country and, and along the coast and uh, and seeing all the new friends. I will tell you this. Yeah. You know, they say that losing weight is uh, 80% <laughs> in the kitchen and 20% in the gym, and I'm finding that to be true. I came back looking forward to have, having lost my COVID-20 and these cafes along the place and been able to not only maintain my weight, but gain a pound. Oh! <laughs> 240 miles. Wow. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, look, we're going to wrap it up, but you take care of yourself. I hope to see you on the trail here soon, and uh, if not, we'll catch up next week. Yep. so much. Love your show. Good Thank luck. you, Tom. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks. Well, there's your update from the trail. Ooh, can't enjoyed wait to it. Get out there. Yep. All right, hang on. Last segment coming up on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. It's the last segment for another Saturday. Time passes in a hurry when you're having fun. It does. It does. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far. Um, hope you'll uh, get involved in some of this stuff. Taylor, I know you got a story over there. You're going to talk about getting kids outside and mm-hmm. whatever else. But, I, you know, you said uh, back a while that you were, I think what it was when Michael Jordan was out on his boat fishing the Big Rock Tournament. Yep. Guess what? What? He didn't win. In fact, the story is pretty cool. 
Because, you know, when we were talking that day, most Michael Jordan's got a nice, I don't know, what, 72-foot sporty or 60-foot sporty or whatever. And most of these Marlin tournaments, they're, you know, they're a lot of money and they're a lot of big boats. Well, guess what? What? An outboard boat won the Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament this year. A center console outboard oh, boat. Oh, my word. Yes. For the first time in 62-year history of the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament, an outboard-powered boat won first place. The crew of the Pelagic Hunter II, a 35-foot contender center console, beat out a fleet of, get this, 205 boats. Oh, my word. <laughs> What? So congratulations to Captain John Cruz the third, Norman Bowen, Riley Adkins, and Kyle Kirkpatrick. Uh, it's a little late getting here, but anyway, it landed a 495.2-pound blue marlin after a long, Crazy. arduous battle to slip ahead of Sea Striker of Moorhead City. who finished with a second-place finish. Weighing at 495 pounds, so 0.2 pounds separated first and second place. That's crazy. Predator landed in third place with a 494.2 pounder. The top three fish were within one pound of each other, and that's about as close as you can get. So, yes, a 35. <laughs> Let's see, I think it says in here. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> it's this is the, the Pelagic Hunter 2 is based in Sneeds Ferry, North Carolina. Prove that you don't need a big boat to win. The team walked off with $239,837 payout from the record $3.3 million purse. The winning boat was not registered in the high dollar level 3 or level 4 divisions, leaving substantial prizes on the table for other boats, such that second place won $1.05 million in prices. Third place, $237. Uh, the second biggest check of the tournament was written out to low QC, which won the release division, scoring 2,250 points in the catch and release division. Uh, they took home $752,000. So, pretty cool. But an outboard boat put all the rest. Oh, uh, the Catch-23, an 80-foot Viking owned by basketball legend Michael Jordan, was among the most... Boats to make an appearance at the weigh-in. The team came in with a 442.3-pound blue, causing quite a stir at the landing, <laughs> which we talked about earlier. But anyway, there you go. Well, History in the making. Use what you got, folks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Look, you don't have to have a seven, an 80-foot to catch fish. No, you don't. You can catch fish standing on the bank. That's, what, that's the cool thing about fishing. Yep. Doesn't matter where you are. You can... From the bank to the Gulf Stream. You can catch fish. Exactly right. Hmm? Go ahead. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting. Well, we have an article here that maybe for this time of year might be a little hot, but you can still do it. It's okay. Do it early and late. Don't wimp out. That's right. (laughs) Um, It's 18 ways to get your kids outside, Um, and it's from activeforlife.com if y'all want to go see it. Um. Unlike previous generations, you know, our grandparents, parents, they were always outside using anything to have a good time. And ask anybody. Because there wasn't anything inside to have yeah, a good time. Ask any parents. Their kids probably, all their time is spent indoors, dominated by screen time, away from nature. Um, when we live without vitamin N, which the N stands for nature, I like that a oh, lot. Oh, okay. Um, we don't live well. We need the outdoors to breathe. We get vitamins from the sun. 
you know, and it's, it's it's just a good time to get outside and you just, you feel relaxed and like you can, you don't have anything stressing you out. We know that from hunting and fishing. That's how we grew up. Um, playing outside is an important way for kids to develop movement skills. Um, I just picked out about four, I think, was it four or five? Four. Four points out of 18 um, ways to go outside. Tell them it's okay to get wet, dirty, and messy. <laughs> Absolutely. You can change clothes outside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My mom used to tell us to strip before we came through the door. <laughs> I mean, I've never been afraid to get messy. You always taught me it's just like. It's okay. It's just what's going to happen. That's what showers and soap are made for. If you get messy, you know you had a good time. <laughs> At 53, that's still true. <laughs> you ought to see, in fact, you ought to see a set of clothes down there in the office right now. From where oh, I was working at the yeah. farm and then fishing. I don't know what smells worse. The sweat in the shirt or the fish smell in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to try We're not going to find I'm not going to nope. sniff either one of them because it, it, <laughs> it could probably affect my long-term <laughs> smelling. <laughs> uh, point two, organize an outdoor play date. Get your friends, you know, together. Go do something. I know we're going to the lake with some friends Next week or two weeks away. And, it's, I mean, that's another way to get out, to help everybody else get outside. You can find fun things to do. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, give your children a rope and an old sheet and help them build a fort. <laughs> yeah. A, a backyard tent. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, we used a rope, a quilt, two of, don't tell Grandy's stakes that we used in survey, a big <laughs> hammer. And uh, and a quilt. We used to, that was our tent. We slept outside yeah. on the grass, covered by a quilt, a couple of tent pegs, and a few a little bit of rope. Don't tell Granddaddy, right? Don't tell Granddaddy. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure he knew Doggo good and well that we were using his surveying stakes and his big hammer to camp out at night. But <laughs> we always put them back. He didn't take it away from us. Put it that way. Well, y'all played it well though. We did. Um, and then my favorite. Give your children a jar and go get help them catch bugs. And that is something, growing up in the South, that is something I Plenty used to do. Plenty of bugs out there. I used to do, you know, in the summer in the South, my favorite thing was, and still is, go catch lightning bugs. Yep. And I used to do that with, like, with my grandmother, dad's mom. And we also used to build fairy houses. That was a memory that came back to me today. And that's the another one. Bugs, yep. Like, yep, yep, we used to make them out of rocks and sticks and leaves. And it's, I mean, it's just there's that's how you make memories growing up. That's that's, that's right. the way. And at the same time, you are building your immune system, resistance, that that stimulant, melatonin stimulant from the sunlight and all the fresh air. It's just there is nothing better. And if y'all want to go read all 18 points, go to activeforlife.com. It's about three minutes read, so it's bad. definitely worth it. Uh, news from now, and I want to preface this: if you want. How am I going to say this? Conservation organizations are having a really tough time right now. With the shutdown and everything, nobody is having fundraising dinners. Mm -hmm. QDMA, National Wild Turkey Federation, Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl. uh, Take your pick of any of the conservation organizations that you support. They are, they're, you know, they're running on empty right now. So if you want to do something that would have a lasting effect, Make a contribution. It's tax deductible, you know. 
make a contribution to one of those or, the organizations close to you. If you're a turkey hunter, that's National Wild Turkey Federation. If that's uh, ducks, that's either ducks or delta waterfowl. You know, there's they need the money. They are they are hurting worse than most people uh, simply because they they don't have a way to function to fundraise, and that's business too. Uh, but this this is um, from a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't heard. Uh, the National Deer Alliance and Quality Deer Management Association have merged into one organization now. Uh, the the press release I've got said, Dear Roger, I know my name over there. Uh, <laughs> should I take it off my email? Uh, today we made a significant announcement in QDMA's history. We're seizing a rare opportunity to work more effectively for deer during a challenging period in wildlife conservation by embarking on a joint venture with the National Deer Alliance that will unify our two organizations into a single group. Uh, National Deer Alliance has been tasked with uh, a lot of the work with CWD and, and EHD and, and promoting cervid um, across the board, which would include you know mule deer, whitetails, um, so it's going to, the resources, strengths, and all that, change is never easy. And, you know, we actually went to some of those first QDMA meetings with Joe Hamilton at the Western Sizzle on Wade Hampton Boulevard back in 88 and 89 when it was just getting started. Um, when I saw Grant Woods at one of the one of the meetings, I said, yeah, Grant used to put up some typed sheets and the lines weren't straight. That's when he was doing his work at Clemson. Uh, so anyway, um a note to QDMA members, your membership is still valid. You'll continue to receive benefits. Uh, it's a membership-based nonprofit organization. In fact, very little about QDMA's core programs will change. They'll just be added to the strengths of the NDA. Uh, branch volunteers, we're maintaining the QDMA branch structure through which you implement local conservation projects and initiatives. Our volunteers will continue to be vital to delivering our conservation mission at the grassroots level. Uh, they did have a town hall. I missed that. And I just got an email from QDMA that um, they have canceled all banquets or all group events through September 30th. So if you would like, now would be a time to, to help out your favorite organization. Quickly, we got about a minute. Do you want to do that or do you want to save it? We can save it because it's a good one. It? It's a good one. It's a dog thing. It's a dog thing. We know we love dogs. Where's Sophie at? She's sleeping. She's stretched over like she's, yeah, she's a dead dog. She's Sophie, she's yeah, she's asleep. She's asleep. <laughs> Drop something on the kitchen floor, she will wake <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> what, is, what is that thing? Uh, you have a, you can you can have a five second rule in your house. Oh, she have a three second dog. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. Well, it's uh, it's been fun. Uh, we appreciate all of you tuning in and listening. Again, hope you'll all be back here next week. Tell a friend about it. And uh, hey, dear students, coming up, we're gonna going to really get on it but hey fishing fishing goes year round so we'll continue with the fishing got some habitat stuff we're going to be doing um just all around good times yep. in the outdoors got some trails we're going to hit some trails too we are soon yep so anyway we'll all right keep you updated on that that's right well y'all take care till next time Take time to get out there. Don't forget the camera. Take the back roads. You always skip that one. All right, y'all. I do y'all. not. We'll see you next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.